You're tuned in to the ETPU Sports Net, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. And welcome, everyone, to the third episode of the Texas Tiger Podcast. And we are live from the Tiger Den Studios on the campus of East Texas Baptist University. We needed a catchy name for our studios, so Tiger's Den, I love it. I'm Kenneth. Never smile at a crocodile unless that crocodile's name is the K-Rock Line. And joined, of course, as always, by the only active member of the Marx Brothers with me in Mark T. <laughs> Robinson. Mark, how's your Monday going so far? It is going. It's been one productive day, but I'm happy we're back here for episode three, Kenny. I think I'm getting the hang of this. Yes, indeed. We're getting the hang of this so far. This is only the third episode. Third time's the charm for it to be the ultimate show here on this lovely, lovely time that we're doing with the Texas Tiger podcast as well. We got some good stuff to get into. Now, folks, even though there may be sports that are not actively going on, that doesn't necessarily mean that there are, aren't any sports going on. We do have a couple of things that we need to bring up uh, in our opener. Kenny, now, your logic is sound. I know. I'm just trying to come up with ways to be a little creative. What's creative about having no creativity? In the meantime, though, let's talk about bass fishing. Now, last week, we know that we they had an event, and of course, they had three teams qualify for the national championship. But this week, they're going out to Duck Dynasty territory in West Monroe, Louisiana, where they will be looking to see if they can maybe get another team in there in the national championships. Because after all, the thing with ETBU bass fishing, it almost seems like with every meet that they go to, somebody qualifies for the national championships. And I mean, I don't know if it's a possibility that you can qualify for two national championships in the same season. Well, their motto or theme is fishers of men. But I mean, hey, I guess that applies to... uh the aquatic life as well, as they've been reeling it in. Seventh out of 127 last week, Kenny. Absolutely. So they're looking to continue on with that. It'll be this Friday, of course, and the weekend. So we wish bass fishing the best of luck. And you know, folks, we obviously are dealing with a little bit of uncertainty with sports, but we are trying to see if we can get some games in there. I can confirm for you that we do have some sporting events that will take place in October and November. And that, of course, will be from our very own hockey team. Say what? Yes, indeed. ETBU Hockey confirmed reports they are scheduled to have at least four games, so two series, but with four games as well. Now, the first games will be played on October 23rd through the 24th against TCU. Those games will be in Euless, Texas, 7 p.m. on the 23rd, 5 p.m. on the 24th. So that's for October 23rd to 24th, so about a month or so away from now. But then in November, they will have two games on the 13th through 14th against Dallas Baptist University. First game will be at 7.30 p.m. on Friday the 13th, mind you. And then later, the next day, 8.30 p.m. on the 14th, so about an hour difference of those games. Now, both games, of course, will be on the road again. They will be in Valley Ranch. So once again, ETBU, first two games of the season at least, October 23rd through the 24th against TCU, seven on the 23rd, five on the 24th, both games in U.S. Texas, and then later, November 13th through the 14th versus DBU, 7.13 on the 13th, 
8.30 p.m. on the 14th, both games in Valley Ranch, Texas. And I got to tell you what, I remember when I had to go to that practice to get some film footage for our hockey team just to do the promotion video. Coach Savas was really pumped up about his team. He really liked the, his team's chances. And I got to tell you what, I know they lost some talent, of course, with Skyler Spiller being out to say the least, but I got a good feeling that this hockey team might be just as strong and better than last year's team. Yeah, and it's very interesting that you say that because I happen to have a conversation with the man Savage, but not going to spoil that all right mm-hmm. now. That's coming up later as yeah. part of our uh, juicy. Exactly, and coaches. speaking of which, let's break down the lineup with what we're going to be talking about. We're going to go back to the future with our fa- one of our favorite segments on this date. We are going to be unveiling the new position group for the ETBU All-Time Tigers team for the football segments. And then, of course, as Mark said a few moments ago, we're going to be getting into the juicy stuff with the juicies, uh, juicy comments from our head coaches as well. So that will conclude this opening edition of our first show or first segment of the show. When we come back, we will be talking going back to the future with On This Date. Stay tuned after a word from our sponsor. At Whataburger. How do you make something that's already fresh even fresher? By adding fresh new things, like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick, and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra whoa, and two slices of pepper jack cheese, because of course. That's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties, which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time pico de gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger. Welcome back to the Texas Tiger Podcast, Episode 3. I'm Kenneth the K-Rock Klein, alongside with Mark T. Robinson. It's time for our first segment where we will be going a little time traveling to something we like to call On This Day. On This Day, where we go back and relive all the memorable moments that happen on the days of this week. Uh, Of course, ETBU. Now, of course, it's funny because... You know, we are starting off on the 28th of September, but then on Thursday, it'll be the first day of October. I can't believe it'd be October already by then. Yeah, I know. I haven't done any thinking about what I'm going to be for Halloween. This year. <laughs> well, I I'll, I'll just go as 2020. How about that? <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's probably going as 2020. I mean, find the good stuff, which there might be a few, but then there might be some bad stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I'll probably just wear the costume shirt that says this is my costume that I used to have for Halloween and all that. So I don't know. The one you wore when you were five? Well, okay, I had a bunch of masks and all their costumes when I was five, but I mean, I had that shirt for a few years. I don't know where it is. It's not in my apartment. But anyways, enough about that. It's September. We should be focusing. We'll worry about Halloween when October comes around. But for right now, it's time to talk about our segments on On This State. And Mark, you have the ball first. Yes, sir. I'm kicking things off, literally, because we're starting off with soccer, folks, and On September the 28th, just last year, our ETBU men's soccer team upset the reigning ASE champion, UMHB, 2-1 in Belton, Texas. The goals came from both Keaton Johnson and Isaiah Simeon after a scoreless first period. Scoring the first goal was Johnson in the 58th minute of the second half, and then followed by Isaiah Simeon in the 72nd minute as ETBU ended up taking the 2-1 victory over the defending champs of the crew. But that's not all, folks. We got a little bit of sound from head coach Chad Cox and his thoughts on the victory. Check it out. 
for those upset wins or whatever you want to say, just because they're they're a great program and they're you know two time defending conference champs. You can't argue with that. They've been well coached and they're well organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we firmly believe that we belong in those same those same arguments, those same discussions. We think we have the talent. We think we have the ability. And our guys play with that, and they really do believe that, and and we believe as a coaching staff. And when you believe that, and you go out and you play your best, the results come. Sometimes they come your way, sometimes they don't. But that's that's all we ask them as coaches, and that's I think as teammates, that's all you can ask of each other. And those guys do a great job fighting night in and night out. Lovely segment there, Mark. Of course, Chad Cox, probably the biggest win of the season last year, as to say the least, and also a bit of a warning sign that ETBU might be set to take care of business, even with the season starting in January. All right. October 3rd, going all the way back to 2015, my first year here at ETBU. ETBU's men's cross country finished second at the Texas D3 Championships, hosted, of course, by ETBU as well. Now, before Mac Broussard became a high-powered, revved-up body machine that we know him to be, <laughs> ETBU had another good runner by the name of Landon Price. He finished third in the meet overall, but he finished as the top Division three runner, finishing in front of runners from Laternal, Texas Dallas, the University of Dallas, Hardin-Simmons, Sol Ross State, and last but certainly not least, the University of Texas, Tyler. And of course, we do have some soundbite. For those of you who may not be familiar with Landon Price, good runner, here's what he had to say about his performance. It was a good day. It was exciting. There's a lot of fans out here, uh, which makes for an exciting race. So it was good. It was a good time for the whole team. Um, the ETBU team did good as a men's team and as a women's team. Times were fast. Times were good. Perfect course. I think it's kind of funny that you mentioned Landon Price because I actually saw him in the student center just this last week, having some kind of a um, conference meeting with a couple students, but I, I I do happen to see him wandering around the campuses of East Texas Baptist University uh, from time to time. But rounding things out will be my final on this date, and that is going to be ETBU football. It's kind of a combination type of thing because ETBU football around this time last year swept the ASC. Uh, awards for the week after the 34-27 win over Louisiana College. Tyler Bates recorded 274 receiving yards, two touchdowns, including an 80-yard touchdown reception. He was also named to the D3.com offensive uh, player of he was the offensive player of the week, and he was named to the D3.com team for that week as well. Dominic Haggerty notched uh, a 100-yard punt return for a touchdown, had 118 uh, total yards for the game and was named to the ASC Special Teams of the Week. And last but certainly not least, our man C.J. Johnson posted 10 tackles, 5 solo, and had a big stop in the fourth quarter at the two-yard line to keep L.C. off the board and was named to the ASC Defensive Team of the Week. But that's not all, folks. We also got some sound from the big win. Here it is. 
It could be, it will be, check the field, no flags. There's a tag on the end zone, and it's Kyle Bates. Folks, so that will round out our hashtag on this day. And, of course, it also ended a long losing streak to Louisiana College where we now have that it did. The, the claw. <laughs> and we're probably going to be holding on to it unless LC decides to take it with them to the NAIA. But <laughs> hopefully that happen. doesn't happen. All right, folks, that's going to conclude this edition of On This Day. Next up, we're going to be unveiling our all-time Tigers from the defensive backside. Stay tuned. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to uh, the Texas Tiger podcast. Kenneth the K-Rock Klein, Mark T. Robinson here. Before we get into our next segment, Mark, I got to ask you a question. Yes. You are a Pelicans fan. Yes. How do you feel about Anthony Davis in a Lakers uniform playing for the NBA Finals? You know what, Kenny? It just steams me. It, it, it just absolutely grinds my gears. It just absolutely gets me in a... Oh, whoa, whoa, hold it, hold, hold, calm down, Mark, calm down, right as Mark was about to explode, the whole siren goes up, but Mark, just calm your britches down there, calm down, just take it easy, but we got some good news, because you know when the siren goes off, you know what that means? Ambush alert. Ambush alert, indeed. Now, Under attack. Exactly, and Mark, I gotta say, this is a very special one, because... You know, we obviously like interviews with this certain coach, yeah, but one of the reasons why is because he not only had to deal with the tendency of coaching some of his players, but one of those players happens to be a loved one of his own, yeah. his daughter, of course, and let's find out who this ambush alert is. Absolutely. So I had the privilege of talking to Kate Bramlett back in April, uh, the daughter, of course, in case you guys are just picking this up at home, the daughter of head coach, uh, Jeff Bramlett, and she just recently graduated from medical school, and she is now a physical therapist. She is Dr. Kate Bramlett now, and she is working in the orthopedic clinic in Cleburne. So a big congrats to uh, what Kate Bramlett is uh, doing these days and she did it all in uh, three years graduated a year early from etbu actually didn't realize that until we had our little conversation uh with her and actually fun fact she started off as a kinesiology major and she also gives a big shout out to uh professors dr brown and dr walker she said they mm. both made sure that she had a uh every prerequisite capable in order to make the transition seamless so once again Big congrats to you, Kate, and we look forward to seeing all the great work that you continue to do down the road. We are certainly excited. The heart and soul of the 2017 team that made it to the NCAA tournament as well. I know that Coach Bramlett obviously will forever miss the memories of having to coach Kate on his team as well, to say the least. So, Kate, congratulations once again. But you know what else is funny before we move on really quickly? I talked to uh, Coach Bramlett. And he said that <laughs> he was almost uh, kicking himself because he wanted her to stay another year to play mm. tennis. But, she, like I said, she ended up graduating a year early. So moving on to going uh, to medical school and ended up 
it's 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 parents love like it's parents love like i i have yet to experience it but i know when my parents were you know ready to let me go to college i'm sure they were a little nervous about letting me go but i mean it's like you gotta let your kids go man gotta let them fly yeah exactly like they want to follow in your footsteps if you want to do that gotta let them go you know to say the least so but anyways that concludes our ambush stay tuned Welcome back to Texas Tiger Podcast. Kenneth the K-Rock Klein here, along with Mark T. Robinson. It's time to unveil our new position group on the ETBU All-Time Tigers list, presented by our sponsors at Dairy Queen. This week, we are looking for the Deion Sanderses, the Mel Blunts, the Darrell Revises. I can name of four Texas teams, college and professionally, that might need a, some defensive backs as well, to say the least. But we are looking at the defensive backs all time at ETBU. These are the players that were the last line of defense. The players that had a tendency to cover your receivers. They were the bald eagles. They were everything. They were waiting just for that one moment to pick off some passes and return it all the way to their side. They bring momentum to the game. So, Mark, thoughts on the players that we have for our defensive backs list So, before we get into it? Honestly, I can't wait to dive into this list just because there's so many great names, so many guys uh, there's a couple guys actually on this list that uh, are pretty household names, at least for me, been here at ETBU for the past three years. So it's exciting to kind of see them and where they stack up with all of the older guys that have uh, gone on and helped build up the program as well. So I'm ready to dig on in. And let's get right into it. Our first inductee, or first member, is a two-time All-ASC second-teamer. We're looking at Dominique Bailey. In 26 games, he had 10 interceptions, broke up 27 passes, and recorded 83 tackles, including three-and-a-half tackles for a loss. So, Dominique Bailey. He also had six interceptions in 2012. Wow, that is uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Next, we got a household name, Zach Biles. He was a two-time All-ASC member, made both the second team and was named to the honorable mention team, had a career of 38 games, 211 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, 10 interceptions, and a career-high 14 tackles against Texas Lutheran on October 14, 2017. So that was uh, my heyday coming into ETBU my first year. But Zach Biles, next on our list and allegedly he's still running with that football to say the least <laughs> on those interceptions that's what that's, that's what i hear that yeah i feel like he's still running or pole vaulting depending on what what story you want to believe run for all right run. i like this next one because the name sounds like it could be that of a superhero bobby bruce oh absolutely all asc second team he had 248 tackles 11 tackles for losses seven interceptions 11 pass breakups one quarterback hurry four six fumbles and or recovery six fumbles, forced three of them, had a career-high 15 tackles against Austin College. So Bobby Bruce, congratulations. Great name, by the way. Absolutely. I thought he was uh, going to be a part of the Avengers or something, too. That's what that <laughs> that's what that name uh, looks like. But moving right along to our fourth spot, Sebastian Charles was an all-ASC first team member in a career of 34 games. He had 70 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, one interception, 26 Past breakups, ladies and gentlemen, that is Sebastian Charles. You're going to have to get a weather report for our next induction. It may not be cloudy with a chance of meatballs, <laughs> but it is Alex Cloudy who joins the list. He's a two time All ASC member, 
30 games. He intercepted five passes, had 128 tackles, and had five interceptions as well. And I had a good chat with Alex Cloudy for an interview. We'll hear a call from him in just a moment. But fun fact, believe it or not, he actually had two interceptions off a future ETBU head coach. I'm talking, of course, about Scotty Walden. <laughs> so he, he brought that up in the interview. And, of course, Scotty Walden, currently the head coach or the interim head coach at Southern Mississippi. A lot of stuff going on down there. So just thought I pointed that out because he was the one that brought it up. Another fun fact, would you say that it's a cloudy day for the offense when he's out there uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Well, let's just put it this way. If it's rain, if there's rain involved and thunder and lightning, yes, he can definitely cause some problems and cause a little uh, sad, moody days for the offense the more he's out there. Absolutely. Next up, we have Victor Flores, a two-time All-ASC second-team member. Had a career of 40 games, 160 tackles, three tackles for loss, 13 interceptions. Had a career-high 11 tackles against Harden-Simmons. That was back on October the 11th, way back in 2008. But, folks, that is Victor Flores, the sixth member of our illustrious defensive back list. Next next up is Anquanius Frazier. He was an all-ASC first-teamer. In 20 games, he recorded 54 tackles, had seven interceptions, one tackle for a loss, broke up 10 passes, and had 10 quarterback hurries. Anquanius Frazier. Yes, sir, and... Gerald Hunter is next. He was an All-ASC first-team selection, had a career of 36 games, 107 tackles, including eight, a career high, that is, eight tackles against McMurray on October the 3rd, 2009. And he also followed that up with another eight-tackle game against Mississippi College on October the 24th, 2009. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is Gerald Hunter. Brandon Ross is the ninth member on this list. Remember, we have 10 players on the all-defensive back team. All-ASC second team for him, 17 games under his belt. He had 47 tackles, two interceptions, and broke up 12 passes. And finally, to round things out, Sam Williams, a two-time All-ASC member, made the second team and was named to the honorable mention team as well. In 2015, in 10 games played, had 39 tackles, four picks, one breakup. And he also posted a career-high 10 tackles against Harden-Simmons on November the 7th, 2015. So, folks, with Sam Williams rounding things out, that is your illustrious defensive back list and your all-time Tigers for this week. And also a reminder, Sam Williams was also part of the CFL, the Canadian Football League, played with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, to say the least. So Great job never, on that pronunciation. Yeah, Kenny. I know. It's it's one of those names that you just have to figure out you know, how to pronounce it. But the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of this Canadian Football League was where Sam Williams ended up playing. So once again, our all-time team uh, defensive backs, Dominique Bailey, Zach Biles, Bobby Bruce, Sir Baith, Sebastian Charles, Alex Cloudy, Victor Flores, Anquanius Frazier, Gerald Hunter, Brandon Ross, and Sam Williams. Congratulations to all 10 of those guys right there. And as I said earlier, I had an opportunity to chat with Alex Cloudy about his time at ETBU, and here's what he had to say. Uh, one experience that I'll never forget is uh, picking off my guy, Scotty Walden, when we went down to Alpine and play his, his, his team in Sora Ross and getting a couple of interceptions on him and him coming and leading the program a couple of years later, I'll never let him forget it. Great man. 
Definitely a very honest, a humble guy, of course, a player that was definitely a key part of the ETBU squad from 2009 to 2012. So definitely some a good talk to have. Definitely one of the best names out there. He's up there with Bobby Bruce, I think. <laughs> I think I think next what we need to do is just come out with an all-time list of the all-time great names. Littleton Dean will be in that category mm. as well. I mean, I guess a, I guess a requisite or a criteria would be if you have a very cool name, you deserve you get an automatic pass. Like I don't care if you didn't do anything, you get an automatic pass. But that's not to say that the it's it's more than just the name. Like the players that you know had those names, they are very deserving to be on the list as well. All right, we got one more segment for you, and that of course is our annual TMZ, too much zany information, the Juicy Comments. We'll be right back with that after a word from our sponsor by Juicy's. There are several traditions in East Texas that just seem to stand out from the rest. At Juicy's, we'd like to think we're one of them. Our chicken fried steak sandwiches and 100% choice ground beef burgers have been traditions at our tables for over 25 years. I like quality and freshness and service with a smile. I like my burger done juicy style. Man, that's juicy. Welcome back to the Texas Tiger Podcast with Kenneth the K-Rock Klein along with Mark T. Robinson. Of course, Mark, it's time for everyone's favorite uh, segment where you get to play Eagle Scout. By the way, were you an Eagle Scout? <laughs> no. Okay, well, you get to play uh, a Tiger Scout, I should say. There Maybe we, we should add that a little better, make it a, a more appropriate name. But you get to play Tiger Scout. Go out to see what some of our coaches had to say. Mark, give us a 411. Who did you get this week? Well, this week I had the great opportunity to just sit down and have a casual chat with the head hockey and lacrosse coach that folks is Alan Savage and he had a lot to say about where his team is currently of course as we all know hockey has been practicing for over a month a little over a month now and just kind of adjusting with all the different rules of wearing a mask during workouts and things of that nature but don't just take my word for it folks here's what the man himself had to say Well, uh, yeah, well, the schedule was uh, a little different at the beginning. Uh, we started with uh, three, uh, three practices uh, for hockey uh, at Georgia Spawn and Shreveport. Uh, it was kind of quick. As soon as the ice was uh, made, we, uh, we jumped on it. Uh, we weren't allowed to practice for a while because of COVID uh, rules that we have here. Uh, and also uh, in, Sh- in Shreveport, Louisiana, they had a, a different phase as well uh we uh we, we're we're getting used to it uh all the players uh, are having to wear masks on the ice while practicing uh it's a little hard but uh we're adjusting with uh, more uh water breaks in between uh, drills and uh players players are fine with it we're, we're fine as long as uh, we get to hit the ice and uh get ready for some games and we also got to chatting about as was mentioned earlier, lacrosse is starting their practice this Thursday. So that means that not only are they going to have members solely committed to lacrosse, a couple of hockey players are crossing over and uh, joining the squad 
as well. They've been doing a lot of uh, personal workouts on their own, but had a chance to chat with him about that as well. Here is what else he had to say about the start of lacrosse this week. Been there to start lacrosse. Well, uh, I just had a player in my office uh, probably 30 seconds ago, uh, and uh, he's anxious about starting uh, practices. Lacrosse practice starts Thursday. Uh, it'll be uh, first ever uh, ATVU lacrosse uh, activity practice here. Uh, guy's been shooting the ball around, passing the ball, uh, doing uh, some kind of agility on their own. Uh, but uh, Thursday will be our first uh, full. Uh, practice uh, as a team and we're excited uh, same rules apply there mask all the time uh, but we're adjusting like I said and uh, we'll, we'll be fine uh, but it's really really exciting to get the lacrosse started you know Kenny one of the things that I'm interested to see once they start practicing as a team is kind of what the differences are in terms of you know how the players are adjusting from being on the ice to all of a sudden being on the field, lacrosse has its own body of rules, its own set of rules. And I feel like I, this is just a wild guess, but I feel like we're all going to be kind of on a bit of a learning curve. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. Here's a question. Here's a riddle I just made up, came up with. Ooh. How do you go from hockey to lacrosse? You cross over. No, I was thinking you take the lacrosse, but I mean, I don't really think that's a joke, to be honest with you. That's a terrible one now that I think about it. Yeah, keep working on that one. Yeah, I, need, I know. that I should have thought more clearly about that one. All right, well, aside from that, we'll be right back with our final thoughts uh, for this edition. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a sponsor's word. Another episode of the Texas Tiger podcast is about just about ready to get wrapped up here. Before we take this time to say goodbye so long and see you next time, we'd like to thank our sponsors once again. Of course, Dairy Queen of Marshall and Hallsville, Whataburger, Marshall Ford and Maverick, Maverick Chevrolet, and of course, Juicy's Hamburgers and Tacos. All of those sponsors deserve Great praise for continuing to support ETBU Athletics as well as the rest of the Marshall communities as well. So uh, looking forward to being back here next time on this edition of the Texas Tiger Podcast. But before we do, Mark, give us what you're uh, thinking about right now as we get ready to leave. Well, guys, fall is in the air. Go out, enjoy the nice weather from a safe distance, and, of course, with your mask on. So that is my word before signing off. Absolutely. Well, that does it once again for the Texas Tiger podcast. For Mark T. Robinson, I'm Kenneth the K-Rock Klein saying, have yourself a great week and go Tigers. This is the Texas Tiger Podcast.